Um, this is Roni Zaftik from Tailbone, a sex-positive shop in Rotterdam, where we also focus on lived experiences and creative community. And this is our Tailbone Talks at Warm Radio, um, where we're talking to people in sex tech, um, creatives who work with sexuality and gender, and um, kind of explore different aspects of our community. We have a special guest with us today, Arati. Arati, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you very well. Great. Let's make sure that our audience can hear you as well. We're going to turn your volume up a bit. Sitting in Ooh. my studio in the east of Holland. Yes, your uh, bright red studio. You have this beautiful wallpaper behind you. Yay. Uh, it's a very sensual space. And uh, with me is Andre. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Hi, Andre. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and um, the reason why I'm so excited, I, Rati, I told you that uh, we are at Warm now. It's an experimental and community arts space. And um, I met you maybe six months ago, I would say. I think so. It was in, No, it was in March. In yeah, March. It's almost yeah. six months ago, yeah. Uh, yeah what I've come to refer to as slut camp. Yeah, oh yes. yeah. yeah. I, never <laughs> I never called it that, but it's a great name. <laughs> it's it was a retreat for sex positive facilitators. And Yay. it was a small retreat and we were kind of, every, there was a lot of different workshops. And I met you and we became friends through that. And then we also met at the Intimacy Festival um, organized by Willike Sofia. Yes. Um, that's when I met you. Uh, yeah, that's when Andrew and you met. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't allowed into slut camp. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't slutty enough for a no, slut camp. No, no, no. Not yet. There, Not there's still something to hope Not for. Not a professional, an amateur. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it that way. A slut in training. Yes. Yeah. A slut in training. That's good. I like that. <laughs> um... <sighs> And you are a somatic sexological coach and trainer. So yeah. I would love yeah, for well, you... Well, that's the name I I, uh -huh. I thought of. I was thinking about it, I could call myself, but I'm not really sure. In 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 the Netherlands, people don't know the word somatic so well. So I, probably I need to change it. I think it but will be... But that's another topic. <laughs> I would love... I think this would be a really nice chance to introduce like what is somatics to people and why is it important and also what um, sexological body work is so I would love if you just introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll delve deeper into those topics yes yeah so sh shall I introduce myself yes please yes. the moment yes. okay well I'm Arati and I'm 61 years old mm -hmm. since June and um, I started to work in the field, as I call it, in the, the, the more um, open, uh, sex-positive, uh, free, um, uh, and also coaching world, uh, I think, four years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's not for a very long time. And um, I uh, followed a, a training in uh, Australia, and that was called the Sexological Bodywork Training. Mm -hmm. 
And when I did that, I got certified and then I also was asked to come and coach new sexological body workers in Berlin. Mm -hmm. So I did also the sex somatic sex education uh, training over there. And um, I live with my family uh, in uh, the east of Holland Mm -hmm. and near Nijmegen. And um, I have my practice there, my studio and my I, I, I guide people um, uh, individually, couples uh, in one-on-one sessions mm-hmm. most of the time. And um, uh, I do that already since 2012. Mm. So, and s- slowly uh, there, there was much more, there, there came more sexuality into my sessions. What was... The base, so the basis of your sessions before the sexual sexuality was well, was it breathing I or start, somatics? Uh, well, I, I I was quite naive. I I I just thought I would like to work with people, and what can I do? Then my teacher said, "Well, then you really need to do body work." Hmm. So I will teach you the deep tissue, the working with deep tissue, the way I do it. And she uh, still, she's 78 now, uh, she still <laughs> offers that kind of body work. And that's more an integration of um, our emotions and what happened in our lives. Uh, and that was stored in our body. And mm. you can work that out by uh, offering very, very profound, uh, deep tissue work. And she teaches me to, or she taught me to to guide people in that in their processes. Mm. So that was the quite good base to start a, a practice working with people because I immediately dove into the bodywork, mm. and uh, and that was totally my thing. So I did that. Yeah. So that was one thing. So if I try to get the the plot correct of this story. So since 2012, you were working um, as a bodywork practitioner, or yeah. what? Okay. And then what happened yeah. four years ago that you said, okay, your sexological bodywork? Um, well, what happened was that when I started this practice, there were all kind of cisgendered men came to me and asked for terrible things, things that shocked me truly. Such as? Asked, such as, uh, can you please give me a wank or uh, can I uh, finish it myself or uh, I want to come here every week and I want you to become my uh, my surrogate partner, and that kind of things. And But I was very traumatized. I, I, was, I didn't realize that so much, but I was quite traumatized and Mm. It was really so shocking for me to to experience that. And then, because I was taught to use everything that touched me to work that out mm. and to learn from that, so I started to to really explore what was happening here and how what I could do in my work to change this. And that was the the path that led to. Uh, to sexological bodywork, because I I needed to 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 see through appearances, to uh, uh, to 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 see if I could talk with them in a way that they uh, understood that I didn't want it, or that they understood, hey, I can 
be here and be myself and learn about myself instead of uh, asking her things that go is going over boundaries so that is so interesting so actually you're like you didn't start out thinking that you were going to help people through their sexuality but sexuality kept coming in and intruding into the sessions where you're like yeah Oh, but actually, you, yep. so you were like, okay, so I actually want to learn about this and how to harness it and what it means. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's quite interesting because I do think, yeah, that sexuality permeates a lot of aspects of our lives. And then when we kind of learn to talk about it or to be with it in a more conscious way, it can be very healing. Um, yeah. Well, that was something I uh, very soon... Uh, realized that uh, this that I, I entered a, a taboo world mm. and um, and there's also something in me that 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 always wants to transform things mm. and to know how you can transform uh, things into more beauty or more uh, awareness and uh, uh, I thought this is something that is so painful and so hurtful not only for me but for so many people and also for these people themselves, that this is something I, I want to do something with. And then uh, I did, uh, uh, I became a breath trainer, so I, I was taught to coach much better. And then I thought, well, I, li I like to start to work with, uh, with the female bodies. So I like to start to massage also uh, yonis and uh, breasts. And, uh, and then more and more people came to me asking me to do that and talking about their sexuality mm. and then i thought i need to know more about this mm. i need to work out this whole thing around sexuality and then i met someone in belgium who ha had done this training this sexological bodywork training yeah and then and she gave a workshop and i was assisting because she asked me to assist her and then I thought, this is exactly what I need to do. Mm. This is because it's it was teaching sexuality, things about sexuality in an educational way and in a very heartful and, and, and uh, uh, yeah, conscious way. And th I thought, this is exactly what I need to do. And then I was 58. So I thought, when I signed in, I thought, oh, what the heck, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> who, the, who the hell wants to, wants to have something in the training for 58, you know? So, uh, but I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were worried about did it. the other people training or the, or the uh, clients or customers or yourself or your no, family? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my 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 family, like my partner and my daughters, uh, they just accept me the way I am, mm -hmm. and I'm not totally uh, f afraid of people thinking things about me. But the whole idea that I thought, oh, I'm in this in this phase of my life, and oh, and 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 that was the the biggest reason I think I was. I was so much more traumatized still around sexuality. So mm. then I thought, oh, am I doing this training? And I, 
helped to learn how to teach other people around yeah. about their sexuality and i have to learn myself so much mm. so that was i felt also a bit uh, uh, ashamed or something about that mm. <laughs> but i thought oh well i do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just do it i want this yes yeah. oh this is the attitude that made me fall in love with you also <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, because this uh, this practitioner's training or or what the, how did you call it? Slut the slut camp. The slut camp was also super new for me. Mm. I've, I had never been uh, together with so many practitioners in the field that were so also were so diverse. Yeah, that was special. Yeah, it was special. quite diverse. Yeah, um, yeah. crew on I all think. levels. Yeah. I think probably it would be interesting if we, um, you know, can break up some of the terminology that we're using or that you're using, Arati, um, for the listeners, because yeah. people probably not familiar yeah. with um, body work or sexological body work. There's a lot of these Absolutely. terms yeah. that are a little bit cryptic. Um, I was looking, trying to look at my notes while I keep on talking, but I'm not cryptic or fake. Or fake, yeah. yes, or not understood. <laughs> and like, yeah. So I, one thing that struck out is, for instance, somatic body work. Um, would you like to elaborate on that? What is somatic body work? Or I, I'll, I'll give the the lead to you, but let's mm -hmm. say that you mm -hmm. need to explain. To yeah. someone that's not familiar with this, what is the type of work that you do and yeah. why people well, come to you specifically? Yeah. Uh, well, why people come to me is super uh, uh, diverse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But um, what it is, is what I already said, it is an, it is an educational way of teaching people about their uh, sexuality and then in a way that they also learn to um, become active receivers to mm -hmm. an active receiver means uh, perhaps I'd better uh, explain it with an example um, so perhaps you have ever you have heard of the the uh, the saying uh, yeah Uh, this person was laying like laying in bed like a sea star, waiting. Yes, to... like a starfish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> not. That's the opposite of active receiving. <laughs> Unless they're a very but, talkative sea star, you can also be have a very talkative sea star. Uh, yeah, but when they start starfish. to talk, when they when they are talkative, yeah. if I understand well what you mean by that, is that then when they start to talk and they talk about their bodies and what they like and uh, or they start to play with their yeah. uh, the words they say then they are active yeah right. <laughs> but when you're not active then you're just waiting till someone touches you and does what they want uh, does what they want and then um, in the it you end up uh, having the feeling okay okay I, I don't know if I want this again but or okay this is normal Mm. This is a, as what I'm used to, but it doesn't uh, always uh, give you the 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 the, f the feed you need. 
to have a, a great uh, sexual experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think 80% 80 80 of the people don't have that. So that's why my practice is super busy. <laughs> and I guess like what I would see as a sexological bodywork or is a kind of sex education that um, is not just um, through words or through seeing. So yeah, you. Uh, I also teach in how you can... Um, uh, how do you say that? Pronounce yourself uh, with your body, mm. and to sh to sh you know you need your you need your breath, you need your movement, you need your sounds, you need your 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 own body, uh, and be being aware of your own body about your 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 pelvic muscles and your 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 legs and your toes and your your the, all your senses, you know, and to awaken that. When it is awakened, mm -hmm. then you do not realize that there are many people who don't know where you were talking about. <laughs> so, mm. uh, uh, and that's what I teach. Right. I Very think... literally sometimes that I really, <laughs> like self-touch is a thing. Mm. I didn't realize that because for me, self-touch is, is, is yeah, the most <laughs> natural thing there is. But it isn't at all for people. So sometimes I teach people when they are so afraid to touch themselves, they I, I, I invite them only to touch, to start to touch a body part that feels safe. Mm. And then we stay there. And it's, then it's a very meditative work because we really need to sink into uh, the bravery of touching your own toe that feels mm. safe. And then we we do a millimeter extra of that part of the skin then we not do another millimeter and then we breathe and then we realize yay i'm touching myself you know that's that level it can happen mm -hmm. and and when we are there then and and they uh, were in that edge because it's a kind of edge where you are so i guide people towards their edge of uh, resistance, you could say. It is, mm. uh, you know, the, the edge of resistance is, is about uh, you, you want something really, and then you are super afraid, so you never do it. But then you go to this edge and mm. you, you, you step into this, uh, this area of where, where, you, where it is a bit woo, tickly and, and uh, scary, but you know that on the other side, there is what you want. Mm. Mm -hmm. And Arati, if I'm gathering correctly from what you're saying, you're, are you referring mostly to cis um, women? Um, well, or... I decided to talk in my language to cis women mm -hmm. because they are the most uh, open hmm. for, uh, hey, what's happening? And also all the people who are not cisgendered, but uh, more open for, uh, for transformation and hmm. for, for learning. Hmm. So that's, um, and yeah, cis women, there are a lot of, so that's why I do that. Right. Uh, but there are, yeah. In my, where I live, there it, it is. It's I do not live in a big city. 
Right. So there is not sh the LBHTQ community is not huge. And um, but there are a lot of people who live in marriages like they are cisgendered and who are super, super uh, unhappy. And they come to me hmm. to talk hmm. about that. Yeah. And to uh, to to find a place to, uh, to 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 open up for the first time in their lives about that they feel uh, more queer, for example. Right. That's and what how I was... to deal with that, or to feel uh, uh, um, yeah to feel feminine when they are in a in a in a in a male body. It sounds for us, it sounds really normal, but it is not for a lot of people. There's so much taboo on that. How do you do that? You know, how do you change your whole uh, identity if you feel this inside? So, and and I wanted to also point at that, and I think you already hinted now, um, that this kind of um, learning about um, your sex sexuality as a cisgendered person. Um, can often, I think, being in touch with queer people and queer spaces and kind of the queer community and sort of how the sexuality and how the bodies, the queer bodies are lived and created, um, it's like a, a very strong stimuli for uh, someone that identifies as cisgender, right? There's kind of... Um, um, a learning state. there yeah. that 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 is that is the the, the the queer community I think provides. Absolutely, absolutely. But the, the queer community is so tiny. <laughs> it's super tiny, you know. So uh, they need ambassadors. Exactly, like you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because I look like a normal cisgendered woman, mm -hmm. and that's why they come to me. Because it feels like, oh, she's she's normal. She's she's normal for us, you know. Mm. And then they discover that uh, I teach them to look through appearances. I teach them to uh, to widen their uh, possibilities and their awareness about things, mm. and to do this with humor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because it's natural and normal and uh, not not crazy or something. Yeah. We, yeah, we have a way, I think, of um, describing things that um, at some point I also take for granted, but I forget that a lot of people do not take it for granted um, in a way that's very welcoming and, um, yeah, shall we say, uh, inclusive. You've talked about being a bridge between you know, in our personal conversations, being a bridge between people that are, you know, very sex positive um, or already, let's say, included in queer or inclusive communities be and people that are not, that, that don't even, maybe are not even familiar with that term. Um, yeah. And maybe my question to you is also how we talked a bit about how inclusion and belonging play a really big part in what people feel comfortable to explore. And um, how do you, like, what does radical inclusivity mean to you? 
Um, radical inclusivity means that, for me, means that that all is welcome. Yeah. All is welcome, and um, uh, that it's important that we do not judge and we do not assume, uh, and that we always ask each other. Uh, uh, how do you feel or uh, how do you want to be uh, uh, called or um, you know and uh, also ask open questions to each other and uh, realize that uh, there is not only uh, uh, men and women there are there are people and also the way people act or uh, how they look or um, how sometimes even how they behave uh, we, it, it, it is important that we uh, that we are meditative in a way with that, without uh, overcrossing our boundaries, but that we stay uh, in a state of, okay, I first look, I first look at people before I judge or uh, uh, react or um, because Perhaps it's totally strange and difficult or, or different for me, but perhaps th there uh, there can happen something really beautiful for me uh, when I just be with them or uh, accept them as they are. So that's for me in inclusivity. Yeah. So I'm not really uh, that I'm uh, uh, pro-queers or pro-gays or whatever. <laughs> Because I don't care at all. Hmm. It's all beautiful, you know. And Even if you are a neurodiverse person, I think they belong to to uh, our life, and they also have the right to have uh, a beautiful uh, sexuality on a level that they can cope with. Right. And that's also something I do in my work. Yeah, you've mentioned to me um, having some clients that have either physical yep. or mental disabilities and how you kind of can coach them to have that. I mean, that they when yep. they want it or they seek you out that they want to have um, yep. that intimacy. Yeah. And that's it, it, it is absolutely a different way of approach because... Uh, Every person with uh, a form of uh, of autism or another um, uh, how do you say that disorder mm -hmm. they call it, but I, it it's it's it, everyone is different. But the people who come to me all say, I want that what other people have too. Like I want to have orgasms. I want to feel. Um, my body more. I want to, uh, to to I want to be able to be touched. That's also very mm. big things with people, uh, neurodiverse people, because they very often they are high sensitive and super afraid, and right. so that's that's that are things I can I can work with, mm -hmm. and and they make progress, but they are much slower than. Uh, a lot of other people hmm. and it's also learning them to accept that that is the way that is what it is and also um, like I, I mentioned um, 
uh, orgasm that they want to have orgasm sometimes it's 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 i worked with with one person for i think two years on uh being able to be uh, massaged in the in the vulva and also uh, to have uh, to to discover their clitoris mm. Mm. and then and also then to feel anything in the clitoris right and okay. i i uh, teach her to use a vibrator because uh, I never, I almost never do that because I think first try your own hands and all other things before you desensibilize. How do you say that? Desensitize. Desensitize. Yeah. <laughs> but for them, it is the solution. You know, it is the solution. Yeah. Really. And that, yeah, that opens worlds and that offers them so much fun. I wanted to talk to you and maybe we take a little break and then I ask you about this specifically because I wanted to, I, especially um, customers that are dealing with inorgasmia or vaginismus, so I, I thought it would be nice to just talk to you a little bit about that. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe I just play a little song and give us a little chance to um, wiggle our toes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And we're back, back with Arati. Um, Yay! Uh, if you're just joining us, Arati is a, a somatic sexological coach and trainer. I'm Moni, and I'm here with Andre as well. Okay. And we, we just had an, a really nice kind of talk and introduction to um, what is sexological body work? Why do some people come to you, Arati? And um, the different, that maybe the variety of people that are, that are coming to you. And we wanted to go back to the basics and also explain like what is somatics? And then also talk yeah. about um, a couple of specific issues that people might have that maybe uh, relates with uh, vibrators and <laughs> getting a sex toy. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe you can introduce us to what somatics is. Yay. Well, uh, the somatics, it, it's, it's not so complicated as it sounds, but in, in, in the Netherlands, the word is not really known. Um, and it, it, it means that you uh, incorporate uh, as well the... Uh, the, the the body mm -hmm. and what what you and your senses and your uh, what you experience and also your um, how you how you are in life how you how you how you move how you feel how you think uh, what happens in your life uh, where you are in your life mm -hmm. and um, the yeah the combination of that all we also use the word holistic. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know exactly the difference, but uh, somatics is very much about uh, about the whole the whole package, including the the, the, the embodiment yeah. and the way you think and the way you talk. And I think so. It's the body is included. Yeah, with right, right. everything. It's not just also intellectual knowledge and learning something. It's also uh, embodied knowledge. Um, Absolutely. What does your body kind of store? Um, 
maybe you thought, oh, I feel this way, but then you realize every time that something happens, uh, your body is kind of giving you signals that you're feeling maybe something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. We... Well, it's interesting. Okay, I want to talk to you also. There's something about fantasies that I was curious to ask you about. Because um, in your you sent you sent us your intake form, which is uh, basically your form when oh, yeah. someone is I becoming did. a new yeah a new <laughs> client. And there were some questions around um, fantasies and the role fantasies play in our sexual desire and. Um, development and then you said some people have a hard time even answering that which was interesting yeah 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 so they have yeah. a hard time sharing it with you or they have a hard time accessing themselves um, what their their fantasies well when they say uh, that they have a hard time to share it then they most of the time also have a hard time to even imagine that they could have fantasies or or know what it is. Mm. You know, the taboo is huge. Thinking about something dirty or something that's uh, out of the box or um, we have ideas about that. You know, we, we do not realize that you even can have a fantasy about uh, amazing, luscious looking fruit and feeling horny about that. You know, that's also fantasy. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. also fantasy. Yeah, you know, we can fantasize about everything in in an erotic or horny way. Yeah. But when you uh, when you were brought up with the idea that fantasies are bad, you do not realize that uh, that there is so much mm. really, uh, yeah juicy and, and nice and horny and you can but because you cannot your mind your ha and your body is not free right right you also talk about um the freedom to make sounds which i found like personally very important in my own sexual development and i've read that you know we we learn how to touch ourselves or masturbate or pleasure ourselves being completely silent like yeah. yeah it's something yeah, that you yeah, have yeah. to kind of um hide um but it's beautiful that would um yeah maybe you can talk about i guess that you are helping people be more free to make sounds while they're enjoying themselves or just make sounds yeah. in general also crying yeah, i mean most of the time it has to do with so making sounds in general and yeah. speaking up as well yeah um But, yeah, everything around uh, sexuality is for so many people taboo that uh, making sound is, yeah, you, you know, you have to do it in secret and to do it very silently. Otherwise, other people can hear you. And what will they think? Perhaps mm. you are a slut or... Or, uh, or you're simply uh, having they, a healthy sex life. They come after life. you when they notice that you do it. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, So making sound is totally blocked. Mm -hmm. Like like uh, you can do that too as well. And I, when I laugh, I sometimes I can laugh super loud and have so much fun, you know. Or I can when I when I'm really enjoying uh, my play my play with uh, my sexual play with someone, I can make sounds and then I don't know absolutely don't know what I'm doing, but I, I make sound, you know. And that has a lot to do with 
with also with my awareness in my body because when we make sound it this is a as is a resonance you know when you uh, make sound mm-hmm. then you feel that in your body yeah and that helps it helps to to uh expand uh the the things you're feeling but if when you're blocked when you when you when it is um f- uh, f- forbidden to to have pleasure and then you cannot make sound because then it happens, you know. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Yeah. You cannot even breathe properly because mm. you're trying yeah. to hush. No, you cannot breathe either. Yeah. Breathing, you know, it starts with breathing, teaching people to breathe. Yeah. And to 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 feel what's happening in their body and to also to um, surrender to that. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's scary for a lot of people, right? surrendering just letting go oh yes absolutely that's why i'm guiding them helping mm-hmm. them to do that and then they practice at home in the coaching you know you the, the mm-hmm. i call it orgasmic yoga coaching which you also can call it erotic embodiment coaching or mm-hmm. mindful masturbation or whatever and then uh, they practice 10 minutes a day and then they write down what happened and then mm-hmm. i've give them feedback and then fun they move on and then <laughs> i give them homework <laughs> yes, okay. yeah 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 and then i, I offer them uh, new exercises yes oh. oh i love it um, one of the yeah. kind of um at least two common um issues that i know from friends specifically um women or people who uh were socialized as women or have vulvas that there's sometimes um, anorgasmia, which is like a difficulty achieving orgasm or no, not achieving orgasm, and also vaginismus, which is that having a painful, feeling pain during um, intercourse. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, yeah, if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I sure also, you can talk I a also, lot about it. <laughs> I also have, uh, have clients uh, with these problems, mm-hmm. um, um, which is not as much as a problem very often as well, n- uh, just not knowing how to how to deal with your body. Mm. And, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's broad because it's also about boundaries. And consent, mm-hmm. and about really feeling your yes and your no in your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also about uh, letting go of who you think you have to be, mm-hmm. or how, who you, what you think you have to do or to behave when you are with sexually with someone. Mm-hmm. And it's this, uh, uh, so many people have this idea in their heads about how it has to be but it doesn't lead to anything you know it's because you only can be yourself and uh, you can and if if you don't feel so much or you need rest or you need whatever and you cannot ask for that then you can be become very frustrated about the fact that your orgasm is not coming or when you Mm. are more busy with the other uh, 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 working so long uh, on you, for example, when you, uh, to ha- to to get you to an orgasm, then 
it's also not happening. It's right. not happening. Yeah. Once I remember I had a, 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 there was a Zoom talk with a couple in France and they came, they traveled from France to me here in the <laughs> Netherlands to, 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 to beat. Be, and then I was not a sexological body worker yet. And then uh, the man told me, yeah, she never can get an orgasm. And then I, I'm working on her and I'm working on with my tongue and, and do everything. And it, it gives me really a uh, neck fracture and, uh, <laughs> oh, I get so tired, so tired. And it goes on and it goes on. And then, you know what I do? I walk to the bathroom and I take the 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 toothbrush, the electric toothbrush, and put it on her clit, and then finally she comes. But uh, yeah, we want to know to know how to do this differently. So that was their problem, <laughs> and, they, and I never heard toy? of that before. I thought that that the electric toothbrush on my clit, oh, what a nightmare! <laughs> it's really unbelievable. <laughs> but it's possible, you know. It's possible. It happens, and people are really desperate. Don't underestimate the creativity of people <laughs> with toothbrushes. No, no, <laughs> with anything, not. <laughs> specifically toothbrushes. No. But then, washing machines. I worked first. I worked with her, and then separate with him. Yeah. And it, it's so much about letting go of the whole idea that you have to go somewhere. Mm. That's the start. You don't have to go to, to somewhere, you know. You don't need to, to reach an orgasm that way because we have so many ways to be orgastic. You know, it's not mm -hmm. only on that only spot there. It's everywhere, you know. You can have an eargasm, you can have a tonggasm, you can have a smellgasm, you can have flowergasms, you can have an analgasm, you, whatever. You can have so many orgasms. It depends on how you deal, how you look at it. Yeah, that is true. Um, we talked a little bit about having like a squirting orgasm and before I did, did that, you know, I was also having this feeling, oh, I want to, I want to also have it, like, everyone's talking about it, I want to, like, do it, and I, I almost broke my pussy, like, trying to, you know, because it said, oh, you have to hit the G-spot, it's like, what? Okay, yeah. it's all They're about, really they talk hard. about, yeah, you have to simulate this <laughs> one spot, but actually, it's, yeah. it's a lot more about being um, in a state of arousal, being in a state of exploration, um, and then it doesn't matter what spot is being touched. <laughs> and um, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, actually we met on, in a kind of energy sex workshop. We, that was a long time ago, actually, before yeah. even this thing. And yeah. um, I suppose that you do work with energy in somatics but how do you define what that is what it is how do i define what it is well you know that uh when you talk about energetics then it's more about not about um how do you say that it's it's about energy it's about what you can experience in a space like the space between if you rub your hands mm -hmm. like like this and then you do this you 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 take them apart and then you feel what's happening you feel the surface of your hands but you also can feel hey i can play with the energy between my hands you can do that with your all all your, your whole body yeah. 
yeah. and with cer certain uh, spots and um, some people are very energetic uh, wired mm -hmm. but others are not at all mm. and the, the 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 fun thing about and it's good to know that that we if we if we are not aware that we can be differently wired then we start to touch from our own wiring like uh, when you are an uh, quite energetic sensual uh, person then you like to uh, tingle and to play with the energy and to tease but when you are very sexual sexually wired or kink or whatever then you like then you like a total different approach hmm. and then when someone only is doing this energetic thing and you do not know that yeah i also have these flies here <laughs> there are mosquitoes here They're a bit yeah. more boring <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that you know that and and that's also something i teach yeah who are you what what how is your body wired what do you li right. really like right. and when you are talking about this uh, engorgement what you need to get uh, for mm. example right. an, uh, an an a, a, a g-spot orgasm that is something it's about the context it's about what is happening around what do you feel what do you think but also did you arrange together such a space that you really can uh, in can engor be becoming eng that engorged that you that your g-spot fills with this fluid mm. and uh, that it's that that you love it when it's getting massaged so mm. and 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 for example an energetic person very often loves it much more when you do this very light mm. when you touch it light and you stroke in a short uh, yeah, short strokes, for example, but light. And other people, like more sexually wired, like to have the firm touch. Or you know, it's for everyone. It's different, right. and you right. need to find out. Hmm. What I'm thinking for the listeners, like, um, if someone, for example, is struggling with vaginismus, what is something besides, uh, of course. Uh, scheduling a call with you what is something that you would <laughs> recommend them to start uh, well I recommend them to start uh, to breathe with an open mouth to do this Interesting. Uh, as an as an exercise because when we breathe in w through our mouth it's not something you you I advise you to do daily but when you are in a sexual space then you what you do when you open with an when you breathe w with an open mouth you you open your diaphragm so you open your throat diaphragm you mm -hmm. open your your um, your your real diaphragm what mm -hmm. we call the diaphragm mm -hmm. uh, in the middle but we also open the diaphragm of our pelvis and our pelvis pelvic, pelvic floor is used to cramp and a uh, Especially when there there is a threat coming for people with vaginismus. Vaginismus. <laughs> These are the different words, difficult words for me. Um, then they cramp, so they are not used to relax the pelvic floor mm -hmm. and to really be aware and be slow with opening in a safe space the whole floor and mm. just um, 
when you breathe in and you open your whole pelvic floor that's what literally is happening your pelvis when you look from but you could take a look from from the from uh, above the, uh, the upper side above mm -hmm. then it opens like two doors like mm. this when you breathe in with an open mouth and that's also then also the pelvic floor can relax so when you when you have vaginismus then you practice sometimes putting in a finger yourself with a lot of loop of course and so slow so slow only be there with your finger you know only mm. not entering and you breathe you open your vagina you you imagine that you open her and you open her only for the the things you welcome and not mm. the things that people want to to enter or it's only you you right. are the, the 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 director of this whole area and that's something you need to practice a lot and also the breathing the opening it's also really uh, uh, but probably you know when you breathe and you open your whole pelvic floor when someone enters mm. that's so you you feel so much more than when you do this when you clamp when you cramp it yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's also not so nice for the person who enters yeah mm. it's different ex a, a different experience when you welcome when you just welcome your but you only can do that when you feel totally safe right, right. and when you think yeah you are the active receiver but there's That's also important. this this experience that you're describing is something that is never portrayed in any sort of audiovisual medium being uh, you know bl movies um porn etc no. all the places where people experience um ex uh, sexuality and kind of uh, portrayed um this experience of say one to one or you and another person being able to relax and accept your body and listen to your body it's something that it simply doesn't exist it's not there no it yeah well i think it's it's uh becoming more uh known but it's yeah. true it's true what you say it's when you it, it's more it's really deepening and it's really uh honestly looking at what is happening in my body and how can i become more embodied and embodiment means that you feel your body you experience what's happening that you um, like a lot of of uh, uh, vulva owned people do not experience anything like their womb for example or or what's there lower in the pelvis and mm. that's important that you really can feel the the power and the heaviness of that part of your body Right. and also the the the, sen the sensations in your labia and in your balls and in your uh, in your everything you know your whole genitals can be so like an anemone or alive when they are just there yeah, yeah. and that's what i uh, i teach and practice with people to oh. just be there and yeah. i i can do that because and that's very important uh, because I am not in a concert with anyone. I'm not 
the one who is doing sex with someone. Right, right. right. Mm. And that's that's the difference between someone who is also doing great work between me and a sex worker. Right, right. Because they are in a uh, in a in a game in a play also. They the, the sex worker also brings their body in. Right. right. They engage in the that. play, and you mm -hmm. don't. You're mm -hmm. more like observing, yeah. feedback, uh, witnessing, yeah. or holding witnessing. space. But yeah. I. Uh, but it doesn't mean that um, um, horniness or, or orgasm or whatever is not allowed mm. when it's educational. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when wow. it's educational, so yeah, there's yeah. not the happy ending is not educational at yeah, all. Yeah. 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 But uh, it is educational when someone uh, uh, really needs to heal in the part of being seen when they masturbate, mm -hmm. like the witching yeah. part, you know. And when that that is so important, when you can do that and talk about it while while you are doing it, and when you can ask, can you please encourage me? Or can you tell me how beautiful I am? Or uh, you know, and I, that kind of things I do. Wow. I just sit there and we make this, we create a setting and then they say, yeah, and the window was open and there were all the cushions and uh, and there was a whole public looking at me and then, okay, I'm the public. Where do you want me to sit? You know, and then they start and then, and, 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 uh, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just playing slow. I take my time. I'm free. And, you know, and I say, yes. And then that, that is so important for people. And it starts at, young age till 85 90 sometimes yeah all ages all people come to me with these kind of problems mm. Mm. Alati, well we have to yes. wrap we have to wrap it up that was so beautiful I, I think also the advice that you gave is really um really nice and a great place to start yeah and, um i really thank you for being with us today i would like we're gonna link uh, your website and everything below but maybe you want to also say your uh, Instagram handle or your website for people listening live right now on the radio yeah I don't have an uh, yeah I, I do have an Instagram yes. handle do you say that yes mm. but I'm never I totally not active at it okay. but it's cute there, there. I think there, happen, I think there happens a, a post but yeah yeah <laughs> I'm yeah. really bad at that <laughs> kind cute, of cute post there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but what is my uh, Instagram I think it's called Arati Touch yes Arati uh, Touch yes, yes. and uh, in Facebook I am Arati Bonte mm-hmm yeah, can you can find yeah. me there, and then I have this. Um, and your website? Uh, my website is sexualontdekkingswerk.nl, mm -hmm. which means sexualdiscovery.nl. Mm -hmm. And when you look, when you just Google for Arati and Arati Touch, then you also find me. Oh, great! Because okay. there Wonderful. Are also, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you so much. Thank for you so being much, Arati. Us. Yes, and thank you, you for your for your interest. Yeah, I loved it. We're gonna play Yay. a song for the listeners, and then and we're gonna we're say gonna... we still are gonna be talking to you, but not live on the radio. We're gonna play a little song for the listeners. Hey. Okay. okay. <laughs> thank bye, you, everyone. everyone. Thanks for listening, and see you in two weeks. Bye bye.